0: Whether you're fly fishing in a stream, getting those ankles wet, or deep in the ocean casting nets, fish nerds, fish nerds, fish nerds. It's a podcast. Just for the hell of it. Fried in a basket or broiled in a pan,
1: eat it raw like Hello it and I welcome to the Fish Nerds, a show about fish, fishing, and eating fish. fish. I'm Clay Groves, Chief Executive Fish, fish Nerd, Licensed nerds. Fishing Guide, your pod, best friend. Yeah. This show is always interesting, usually funny, and mostly true. And we have got a great show for you today. Thanks for tuning in, and I hope you hope you like what I got for you today. So today in the show, we are going to give you some fish in the news, featuring Dave Kellum. Longtime fans know who Dave is. New fans will figure it out pretty quick. It's gonna be some really good news coming up here. After those, John King, the crappy Hippie, will join us with our fly fishing correspondent, Rich Collins, and we'll give you an update on how the COVID virus is affecting fishing in uh, on the East Coast and in the Midwest, a little Midwest-East Coast mashup action. And uh, you can find um, all kinds of links in the show notes to the Crappie Hippies lore page and to... Uh, Rich Collins' uh, business as well, who's been working on updating our website, trying to keep us going. So head on down to those show notes for those links. Uh, But in the meantime, let's just jump right on in to the pod.
2: The following public service announcement is brought to you by Glasswater Angling, makers of lead-free fishing tackle for a better outdoors. Five reasons to fish lead-free. Reason number one, better fishing. What does one mean by better fishing? More strikes? More catches? More grip and grin proofs of prowess? It can mean all that, but for most there's a whole lot more. Better fishing embraces a consciousness of a larger picture of the ecological web wherein our quarry is placed. This perspective emanates from empathy and appreciation for where and how our fish fit into the ecosystem and make their living. On the practical side of things, good fishers know that acting as dedicated custodians to the environment means more places to fish, and more fish in those places. Thus, lead free fishing is just another thing we can do, along with all the things sporting anglers already do, like exposing a fishing line properly, releasing fish quickly, and following fish and game laws, to demonstrate our deep appreciation of the natural world. It's an appreciation that leads to a real payoff in tight lines and good times. This PSA was brought to you by Glasswater Angling, Glasswater Angling makers of lead-free fishing tackle, the crappie douler, angle king, bismuth jig heads, and much more at glasswaterangling.com.
1: Hello, fish nerds. I'm super excited because I am joined tonight by the original chief executive fish Nerd, the first chief executive fish Nerd, founding father of the fish nerds. Uh, Mr. <laughs> David Kellum. Dave oh Kellum, welcome to the podcast.
3: God. Oh my God. Hey, it's great to be here. What a nice, what a nice thing to, to be able to do this. This is wonderful.
1: It's been, it's been so long since I've, I've uh, seen you here on the internet and uh, I'm so happy to have you back and, uh, and doing the news, which has always been our favorite part to do together.
3: Well, exactly. And j- just doing a fish in the news thing. And um, yeah, it's it's great. Thanks for having me on. It's awesome.
1: Hey, cheers. Welcome.
3: <laughs> cheers. Yeah, there you go.
1: <laughs> yeah, you're drinking your seltzer. I got my my tie-dye beer. I, I So during this pandemic, before the pandemic, I was like, oh, you know, I'm going to slow down my drinking and maybe drink less and eat healthier now that the pandemic's out there, ha- happening, I'm like, yeah,
3: no. it's done. Don't,
1: don't care. I'm
3: drinking. <laughs> <laughs> Tie-dye beer. Wow. Mm. Is, it, is it all funky colors?
1: All kinds of, yeah. Well, later when I yawn, if I have too much of it, it's a like a technicolor yawn. So. <laughs>
3: oh, that's very cool. Yeah. I think yeah. it's really cool that distilleries are now selling hand sanitizer. Do you know that?
1: I did know that, only they're sold out. So I tried going to the uh, Tamworth. <laughs> distillery for it and they sell that and they still sell whiskey so you can get all in one all in one shopping all right you want to do some news with me
3: yeah let's try some fish in the news all right well the first one comes from patentleo.com. all right so it's like
1: quality yeah
3: Quality. Quality. Quality This is a site for lawyers. It's incredibly interesting.
1: <laughs> it sounds like awful. <laughs> why are you wait? Why are you on that site?
3: You know, it's my extra career. You know, I thought I'd be a patent yeah. lawyer. Yeah, why not? Why not? Um, so the title is Many an Angler Has Gone Fishing and Return Empty Handed. All right. It's true. It yeah. is true. I mean, you know, these lawyers are not known for their, <laughs> <laughs> for their creativity. Yeah. Anglers fail. There you go. Yeah. Um, so, listen to this, though. All right. So, patent attorney Christopher Rudy has been pursuing his fishing hook and fishing method patent application since 1989.
1: Wow. So, wait. It is 2020 <laughs> now.
3: Yes. So
1: let's do a little fish nerd's math. 89 yeah. to 99.
3: Wait. Yeah, it's for 41. I, years. I did this before.
1: Okay. How? how <laughs> 41 hey, no, years not. 89 no it's 89, not eighty-nine. no it's 21 years no, <laughs> no it's you not. said 1989
3: 89 10 30 to, years 31 years
1: to 20 <laughs> 31
3: no is it 31
1: <laughs> i think it's, yeah it has to be <laughs> yes 31 years
3: 31 years
1: yeah so you were yeah, wrong and hey. i was wrong and the <laughs> right answer was right in the middle as always well
3: i'm glad nothing's changed all yeah. right <laughs>
1: That's fish nerds math.
3: Yeah, fish nerds <laughs> math. There you go. That's how we measure our fish. It's how we rule. Anyway, Christopher Rudy, definitely a long time, right? Since 1989, 31 years doing this. Mm-hmm. And his current set of claims has been deemed ineligible. All right. So for 31 years, he keeps trying. He tries, he tries again and he gets denied mm-hmm. again.
1: They right? keep on, yeah, nope, nope. Yep.
3: Wow. <laughs> his idea. He's dedicated. Oh, he is very dedicated. Yeah. His idea is a fishing hook based on selecting a fishing hook based on the water conditions. That's his thing.
1: Okay, so I I can't wait to hear this.
3: Yeah, so there are three basic steps that are in the article. One is observe the water and determine whether it's clear, stained, or muddy. Okay. That's what a person is supposed to do. So you you go out and you look at water. Next, measure light transmittance in the water at the depth where you where the hook will be placed. Uh, I don't know what that is,
1: but right. so 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 he's fishing. Uh, let's say he's fishing dirty water, right? And he's, and he's twelve feet deep, and he wants the hook placed at six feet under the water,
3: right? So then he's got to measure. And he, he then this device, this patent he's looking isn't about the device. It's not no. the it's not the measuring thing. This is the process he's trying to patent.
1: The actual like so he's a little chart maybe. Yeah, he's patenting he this like ch- Oh
3: god. Yeah. <laughs> so <he's, laughs> he has this chart. And these are the three steps. And he's like, okay, I spread
1: I want to patent my spreadsheet. <laughs>
3: yes, exactly. <laughs> and so that's number two. And then uh-huh. the third step is use the observation and measurement. So you're looking and you're measuring mm-hmm. and look up on the table below and to see which fish hook color to use. Oh right? my gosh. That's the it.
1: Actual color. That's it. That's so it's it. a chart that he said he wants to patent that helps you determine what color hook is your best. All right. So he started making this before iPhone apps were a
3: thing. <laughs> before iPhone app. Remember <laughs> color selector? You know, that's a, that's an electronic thing that Bass. Yeah. 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 They've had this for a while and they've right. had tools to do it, but this guy's trying to patent the process. All right. Mm-hmm. So the inventor explains, quote, that the fish are able to make sense of the same, the same color selection in the same way. And the process apparently mimics the color selection of the fish. So like the way the fish do it. All right. Okay. Um, so he makes that argument. You know, he's explaining it. And the court reports, he says on, and he's appealed this, uh, the court found that the, quote, piscatory mental process.
1: Oh, I love that word so much.
3: Isn't that isn't that good? Piscatory mental process suggests that this is unpatentable. Because, really? yes, because it's if a fish can do it, mm-hmm. <laughs> that there's no sense. Like, why do you care? How can you patent something that a fish does in its head?
1: So he's Never. gonna sue the fish. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I don't know. He's gonna go back, but for third for 31 years. Uh, he's been, he's been fighting that fight, trying to get his process that any fish can do at any time. And that's why the court said you can't patent it because it's just in your mind.
1: Now, are there other examples of things like this that have gotten patented?
3: Of like a process? Yeah. I think there's probably like Like, manufacturing processes, I suppose, mm -hmm. that you could patent.
1: No, but like, you know, is there like a hunting chart? Like I'm going to go turkey hunting tomorrow and... It's can be 20 degrees out with snow on the ground. Do I select a red bullet or a green bullet or? Well, what like, about the whole
3: the moon chart thing? We've been seeing moon charts forever, right?
1: Right. Are those patented?
3: I you don't know? think so. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. But, don't know uh, but yeah, patenting all these things that this court says it's, it's not possible. So, uh, so there you go. But this guy doesn't care. He keeps going.
1: Well, maybe eventually like someone will wear it down or it'll be like, fine. Here's your patent. What are you going to do with it? Because he patented chart. So like, who's buying a chart?
3: Yeah. What good does it do? (laughs) Well, it's not even the chart. It's the process. So process. Yeah. It's like you know he's trying to patent the idea of looking at water and and figuring out what color you should use. So people have been doing that for a while. So anyway, that's my first fish in the news. That crazy kind of story from Fish Patent trying to figure out. Do
1: you have a copy of the chart?
3: I do. Yeah. It's well, it's in the, story. That, it's in the that's, story. That's not what I'm sharing. I'll share my screen later.
1: Okay. So <laughs> it's, uh, it's so a boring had, chart. No, but I was going to ask you like, so like today I went fishing for mm-hmm. trout. Mm-hmm. Um, we went Tenkara fishing for trout using a 20 foot bamboo rod. It wasn't Tenkara. Oh, I rod.
3: saw that video. That was cool.
1: Yeah. So we had a little uh, beadhead nymph on there and the trout were everywhere, but we couldn't reach them. That's why we used the big long rod because it was over a pile of brush. But the water was, uh, was very tannic.
3: hmm
1: And we had to guess what kind of hook to use.
3: All right. Hold on. Hold on. Right, so I, I, what, got what, so I got we were the chart now. You're fishing in
1: three feet deep of water.
3: So would you call the water stained or muddy? Stained. Okay. And the light intensity, what would you say is at three feet of water? Give me a percentage. 10,
1: 20, 30, 40. I uh you mean like how bright was a light in the I water? Don't,
3: I don't know. I'm going to go saying. with 20. Let's
1: go to 20. We'll go so, 20.
3: So it was 20% light intensity mm-hmm. and stained water. Yeah. All right. Let, let's yep. see if you were right. <laughs> you should have used a black and yellow lure. Wow. Oh, black and yellow is what you should we, have used. We
1: used, we used uh, pink
3: because we always use pink. Pink. <laughs> yeah. Pink's not even on the chart.
1: Well then, that, you know what? He can't get a patent because pink is the best color for Brooke trout. Everyone knows this. What a jerk. I hate that guy. What a jerk. That's First stupid. I was on I was on his team a minute you were. ago. You were. Yeah, I was like, "Yeah, do it." Yeah, but no. Keep, keep
3: going, Rudy.
1: Come on, man. I was I'm rooting for you, Rudy. <laughs> Come on. Oh, man. Now he's a jerk. I hate that guy. What a bastard. All right. Yeah, well, there you go. All right, I got a story, Dave. You want to hear? Please, please do. Uh, this is from uh Bring Me The I mm.
3: said so you know it's good. It's, it's kind yeah. of on the nose, but yeah, go ahead. Yeah,
1: this is from Minnesota, mm-hmm. uh, and this is a pelican chokes death on a walleye, and the fish survives. <laughs> so, <laughs> and the uh, subtitle for the article is "Survival of the Fattest."
3: <laughs> oh, oh, I like I like where this is going. I, I do like too. I yes. do too.
1: So, a pelican was found dead in a uh, northern Minnesota river, having apparently choked on a walleye which was still alive. The unusual uh, discovery was made by the DNR conservation officers uh, officer. Now it's a, it's a rule in these stories. If you're writing them, you have to pick a conservation officer whose name is impossible to
3: pronounce.
1: (laughs) It's never Smith or Jones. (laughs) It's always some impossible name. Well, you're up in
3: Minnesota too. So you're probably Polish or something, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Demas. Demos Thanos. Oh, it's Greek. Thenis. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, that, that was his first name. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> his last name is uh, Regis. Reg- <laughs> he <covered the> black-
3: <laughs> Regis. Okay.
1: <laughs> he covers the uh, Black Duck South area of uh, Bellatrix County. Of course. pour his, his report, he found a dead pelican floating in the Tamarack River while out Working the fish spring fish run activity. Mm. Further investigation into the cause of death of the pelican was soon apparent, and more than it could, it was soon apparent it ate more than it could swallow. Ah, yeah. The officer found a 25 or 26 inch walleye still in the pelican's bill. The walleye was still alive.
3: Oh my gosh, that's a big, yeah, big fish.
1: It is a good one. Uh, the walleye uh, was released to continue its spawning run. So the <laughs> walleye, not only was it in the thing's mouth, it got to release and go spawn. It's got some good genes. Inci- <laughs> incidentally, uh, there's a slot limit in Minnesota for walleye, and the slot is 17 to 26 inches. So the pelican would have had to release this fish anyway. So just
3: <laughs> <laughs> nice, so, you know. nice. But,
1: but I want to know, like, is so you're you're a DNR officer, mm-hmm. and you see a dead pelican floating in the lake. Mm-hmm. I mean, if it was me, I'd be like, "Hey, look at dead pelican," and now be the whole story. Not, yep. "Hey, look at dead pelican." Maybe I should look inside its mouth.
3: What are what's in there? Ah, that's cool.
1: Yeah, I wonder. Cool. Yeah. Or <laughs> I, wonder if... <laughs> I wish there was more details. That's the whole story.
3: <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty good story. I like the idea that this fish has survived and spawned, and the genes are carrying on because we're going to see a big drop in pelicans in about ten years. Yeah,
1: <laughs> the whole population's <laughs> in trouble now because this one. Uh,
3: Choking all the pelicans.
1: Yeah, oh, that's my new euphemism when I'm alone and kids are out of the house and (laughs) chickens out. What are you doing? doing I'm alone, choking the pelican.
3: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that would do it.
1: Stupid beer.
3: (laughs) Maybe I should go next. Mm. You're up. Uh, This is a a a publication. I'm not sure you're aware of. All right? right, it's the New York Times. Oh. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead.
1: Well, incidentally, <laughs> the Fish Nerds podcast is now a New York Times bestseller. So. Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> good.
1: I have no idea how to market that.
3: <laughs> yeah. Keep going. Keep going. All right. Go ahead. So uh, this story, the title is How the World's Squarest Fish Gets Around.
1: Oh, Squarefish. Squarefish.
3: Exactly. And I have a video for this, so we're going to wow. try to share a video. All right. Let's do this. Um. So this fish is a, is the yellow box fish, all mm-hmm. right? It's described as a squat and rectangular fish and resembles a plastic storage bin. <laughs> all right? <laughs> now, talk about a lottery, you know, yeah. of yeah. like uh, what you're going to look like. The box fish sports hard bony plates. Guess what they call the hard bony plates. So a uh, box fish looks like a box mm-hmm. and it's, it's hard. It's like a little cube. hmm Guess what they call the outside of that boxfish that's all rigid and tough. I, I you're never going to guess. No. A, a carapace. Oh. Isn't that, I thought that was kind of interesting. <laughs> I guess <laughs> that's, what else would you call it? Well, I know, but turtles have carapaces. They right?
1: do. I guess if you shape in a, I yeah, there he is. I guess I would, anything. I was like them. waiting for something funny and you're like, a carapace. I don't like,
3: no. This is nerds. This is yeah. this is interesting stuff. It is interesting. <laughs> For God's sakes, uh, they said uh, other box fish look like purses, frisbees, mm-hmm. or ottomans. They're I don't know. Good. I don't know why an ottoman is a, a thing that somebody would look at. But you know
1: what? I think it has to do with the person who was writing this story. Uh, that's probably their their base of reference. they were on the couch. They're all in quarantine. They look at their purse or they look at their feet. They're they're they haven't washed or changed their <laughs> socks in two weeks. Yeah, <laughs> their feet are on the ottoman. They're like, ottoman. Yeah, uh, Jed I, I, Lush describes it as a SpongeBob's brother. So,
3: oh yeah, it is kind of so, well. Here, let's look at the video. So I'm going to try to share screen. I'm going to share screen. I'm going to share audio. Look at this. Look at us. Holy cow! And is it doing, doing it yet? Oh, there it is. And I'm gonna share the video. Look at that. Wow, it's cute. Yeah, now watch watch his tail, pay attention to his tail. And see how he's zipping around. Yeah. (laughs) It's fascinating, isn't it?
1: It's really cute. What does your tail do? It just kind of like hangs out.
3: Yeah, I mean, it's back there, it's doing that. Mm-hmm. This fish. This fish reminds me of that thing in Star Wars where they practice the lightsabers. You know, <laughs> yeah, it's all
1: like, zipping around, and Luke Skywalker is trying to hit him. And
3: yeah, exactly. But yeah, boxfish. Yeah. yeah, there you go. In hindsight, I probably should have turned off the sound, but
1: um, it added a lot to it.
3: Yeah, it made you feel like you were, you know, Philippe uh, and Jacques Cousteau. Down, I was there, man. Yeah, right there. So back to the story what's interesting about this is that fish shouldn't be able to swim it's one mm-hmm. of those bumblebee kind of things you ever hear that story where like bumblebees aren't supposed to fly yeah and-
1: someone told me it was like physically like according to physics bumblebees can't fly
3: yeah and, and that's like, an well, urban that,
1: yeah. that ruins science for me forever
3: could- <laughs> yeah that's <laughs> yeah. a tough one and yeah you know, most people yeah but this fish isn't supposed to swim all right okay <laughs> So so this according to the story that fish has inspired decades 40 years I think mm-hmm. decades of research into how they figure out how those fish can move around decades wow and the latest is a doctoral candidate named Pim Boot It's a good name isn't that good yeah, Pim see, Boot
1: You see how you could read that the first <laughs> try without practice and get it
3: right See I pre-screen these to make sure
1: yeah, that's that I'm a good doing. name. Yeah. yeah. Pim, that's how you can tell.
3: Pim Boot from Netherlands, University in Netherlands. Um, and his theory was that the tail is the key. Mm-hmm. And he said that, you know, a tail of most fish, according to the story, is that most fish use it to propel and steer, right? Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's the tail. caudal peduncle, as some would say.
1: That's what some would. <laughs> you and I, I think, are it.
3: <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. Um, but he thinks it, mo- it moderates yaw. Do you know what yaw is?
1: I'm afraid to ask, but go ahead, tell me.
3: <laughs> yaw is an orientation. There's pitch, mm-hmm. there's roll, and then there's yaw.
1: Oh, okay, so if you if you're flying, you would have these things.
3: Yes. Yeah. So anything that's moving in three dimensions has pitch, mm-hmm. roll, and yaw. And they the the article says that when a car hits a black ice and fishtails, that's an example of yaw. Okay, so it's going that way, left and right. Perfect yeah, and that an interesting. So the way the guy did it is he didn't chop off the tails and see if the fish would you know not not swim, although that's that was the first thing that came to my mind,
1: yeah, that would work. You right. Maybe just taped the tail to the fish
3: right you know, or do something day like day that. that. No, yeah. they got models. So they got these models. they put the they, they tested them with tails on, tails off, mm-hmm. open, closed. and the results are that it's it's the tail <laughs> <laughs> That's it.
1: But there's still like this not doesn't say anything.
3: No. <laughs> they said the
1: Atlas result. So, wait, 10 years of research. We've been, we been Look at this. 40 years of research on this fish. Nigh on a 40 years been researching this fish. <laughs> Finally, we got an answer. And this wife comes up. Her name is Marge. <laughs> and she says, well, what? Pim? Pim, what is? Pim. What, what's the answer? Well, Marge, it's a tail. <laughs> and then she divorces him. Because yeah. he wasted 40 years of their life obsessing over something that he already
3: knew. Right. Yeah. That it was that it was the tail. Yeah. The and, you know, looking at that video, it made it clear that the tail was doing something funky. Yeah,
1: something. it wasn't doing normal tail things. Right. No.
3: Yeah. So, anyway, I thought, there you go. That's the latest research out of Australia. Because that's where these things are, I assume. I actually know it's out of Netherlands. But, yeah. Um, <laughs> the research are, in
1: the Netherlands, but the fish is Australia.
3: Right, exactly. Yeah. And well, uh, you know what, Dave? I think the truth out. is
1: Pim Pim wanted excuses to go to Australia every year. Yeah. And he and Marge every year got to go to Australia on an adventure yeah. for science. And that's the secret to their long marriage.
3: I think <laughs> I think that's likely. I think it was a Pim Pim thing. Yeah. Um, but also now all the other researchers are really pissed at Pim. Mm-hmm. Because he solved it, and now all their junkets, all their free trips all over the world. Mm. And actually, the article gets into like the controversy. Oh, really? Yeah, because oh, some people just the tail. Yeah, the <laughs> tail. Boring answer. Some people think the carapace is the thing that orients it and like, lets it move around. Right. So, uh, but he said no, it's the tail. So yeah, there's a big fight over the box fish, and mm. I think it, this didn't say it in the article, but I think uh, this was sponsored by Amazon. This research. Because if you could figure out how to make the boxes fly, you know? You don't don't need drones anymore. No, you would just have put tails on the boxes and fill fill them full of helium. Maybe
1: it's time for Pim to start his second career.
3: I think think Pim ought to get together with Rudy and Patton the flying box from Amazon.
1: Perfect. Do it. Get on it right away.
3: Yeah, totally (laughs) worked, right?
1: That's a good story, Dave. Yeah, thanks. All right, let me see if I could find... One more and I didn't even pre-read this one. That's how good this one's going to be.
3: Oh, okay. <laughs> I can't wait to hear what the guy's name is.
1: Ah, uh, well, this is from the shark of file website, shark, shark, And the headline is shark poop may be essential to marine ecosystems.
3: <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> All right. And here we go. Um, the, art, the artist, the uh, author is uh, James Gaines. See, easy to read. Oh, yeah, that's, that's how good. you know it's accurate.
3: Yeah, uh, that's good.
1: Many sharks are alpha predators, and their and they're hunting plays an important role in, in many offshore reef ecosystems because, uh, though, <clears throat> I can't read, Dave.
3: <laughs> it's all right.
1: Because through feeding, they keep their local fish populations in check. Now it turns out their feeding may help coral reefs on the other end of the food chain as well. Sharks, though swimming scoffers of ocean seafood, are prolific poopers. <laughs> and, <laughs> and shark manure, according to a new paper published last month in the Proceedings of Royal Society, uh, may be an important source of fertilizer in the coral reef. Well, now I'm kind of bored. But on the upside, Dave, <laughs> yeah. the quoting person, whose name is... P-A-L-M-Y-R-A. So they're trying to mess me up anyway. Yeah, All they
3: threw it in there. They got Elmira it.
1: Palmyra Atole. Uh, <laughs> Their wild refuge, a thousand miles off Hawaii. The Atole is a small, less than three square miles lined with sandy beaches and palm trees. The refuge is only lightly touched by human hands and fishing is banned in the area. Uh, and in contrast, despair habitation on shore and coral reef surroundings with, of the Atole is a bustle of activity home to colorful fishes, crabs, and sea turtles and more than 8,000 gray reef sharks. Scientists have known for some time that predators can't positively affect, can positively affect the health of the ecosystem at, like wolves do with deer populations, for example, which can keep trees and shrubs from getting overblown. The same principle applies to the reef. So the, the sharks are keeping the population in check and they're fertilizing the reef at the same time. But the reason I put this up was on our Facebook group, much to spend any time on there this week.
3: But, here and there. Here and there.
1: Yes. So I have to I have to find this. Oh message. now
3: you gotta find it and this you're gonna is do my
1: my here. my fail as a host here. Fish nerds podcast group. If you're not already on our podcast group on Facebook. Oh,
3: see you're a master because you've woven in embedded marketing right there. You know that's you said, right. That's you said the address pretending you're 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 foolishly fumbling to find your own website. <laughs>
1: Well, the reason I put it is because we put the story, the story got put up uh, a couple of days ago and, you know, got some funny comments. My favorite one, though, was <laughs> well, I think it was Tim Beat. I'm, I'm still finding it. He put in this, this song, you know, Baby Shark, but he went, uh, Sharky, poop, 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 sharky, poop, 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 And Facebook said, Do you want to translate this? The see, <laughs> translation button popped up. So I want to read you the translation of the. Sharky poop song here if I can find it here.
3: Wow, I yeah. had no idea this was going this way.
1: I I hadn't either until about <laughs> ten minutes ago. <laughs> I saw this and I thought, oh, I gotta do this. Well, luckily the um, my computer's moving really slowly right now, so it's taking me some time.
3: Yeah, keep vamping. You're doing Take great.
1: Care. I'm doing all I can, Dave. How's <laughs> the fishing been down to Exeter?
3: Oh, it's been fine. You know, we're getting the rain, we're getting mm-hmm. all that. You know, but the trucks keep driving and the trucks keep dropping fish.
1: People yeah, like catching those. They really do. Now Massachusetts just closed down all of their um, all of their guided fishing fishers for the whole season.
3: Wow! Just done, so,
1: done. No charter trips, no guides, nothing.
3: Mm, that's, yeah, that's and
1: I too talked bad. to New Hampshire fishing game today. It says, "Are you talking about New Hampshire?" And they went, "Yeah, no, <laughs> no chance.
3: No, it's all not right. going to happen." That yeah. means that means you are going to get a lot of Massachusetts uh, clients.
1: Well, I'll take their money. All right. Uh hopefully they won't give me make me sick. All right. All right. So Tim B wrote, Baby Shark poop, poop a poop a poop, baby shark poop poop poop. And then underneath it, Facebook put a little button up that says see translation. And so yes. you click on it. Oh, here we go. It says baby shark flower, 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 baby, shark flower, flower. So I don't know what language it's translated to. Right. But some in some language, poop and flour are the
3: same word. And is it flour like to make bread, or is it flower like flower like like a blooming flower? Like a blooming steaming pile of flowers. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Wow, that's nice. Yeah. So who knew? Well, you do want to figure out what country that is, because if you want to get your, you know.
1: is a is country named uh, T-A-M-I-L? Is that a country? Sure. Then that's the country.
3: That's the country. There you that's go. That's the only
1: reference I have on uh, Facebook here.
3: Well, you could go over there and order your wife a big bouquet of poop.
1: Ah. <laughs> hey, honey, happy <laughs> Valentine's Day. <laughs> I got your poop. Wow, that's good. And that's Fish in the News. You got anything else, Dave?
3: I, all, right. <laughs> all right. So this is a game. We're going to try a game. All right, I'm
1: in. I'm in.
3: I want you on your computer to go to randomwordgenerator.com. Okay. Randomwordgenerator.com.
1: <laughs> Random word generator.
3: It's. <laughs> so you <can> get close. <laughs> Google yeah. will take care of you.
1: Random word generator. Got, I am mean, I'm there. Okay. Should I share a screen for this?
3: Uh, sure. Why not? Right. right I'm gonna yeah. do that. Yeah. yeah. And I have a process that I'm trying to patent. All right. Okay. <laughs> so the process is: step one, go to randomwordgenerator.com. Okay. So you, you've done that. Yep. Next, I don't see the screen yet, but I assume it's coming. It's on its way. Takes a while. Mm-hmm. Vamp, vamp, vamp. Poop. All right. Here <laughs> we go. Random word generator. And what you do is you select one word. Yeah. The type of word is an adjective. So, step two, select an adjective. So, word type, adjective.
1: Getting there. All right.
3: Yeah. Very good. And then select, <laughs> and then select, uh, see where it says equals? You you could select like, uh, so skip the first letter, last letter stuff. You don't care uh-huh. about that.
1: Word, size, syllables, letters, equals. Yes.
3: Yeah. Hit syllables, I guess. It's fine.
1: Oh, syllables. Okay.
3: And then you want greater than one
1: It's not equals yeah. greater than and then greater one.
3: than one. Yeah you ba- basically we're looking for a word that's an adjective. Right.
1: And then hit generate,
3: hit generate. And then whatever this word is
1: <laughs> okay.
3: All right. So we have to insert it in this sentence. What right. is a blank fish? All right. So
1: in the blank s- spot, I got to put this
3: word in. Yes. So,
1: so what is an icky fish?
3: Right. And then you and I are going to compete to s- to <laughs> get as close as we can to the first return from Google when we type in what is an icky fish. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay. How do
1: you wait? How do we compete? What do you mean? Like.
3: All right. So what is an icky fish? I'm. We're going to type that. Not yet. But we're going to type that into Google. All right. Mm-hmm. And then we have to bet how, like what that first return is going to (laughs) be, what kind of story, what kind of page, what kind of, you know, what, what's it going to be? And whoever gets the closest wins.
1: Okay. And, and how do you measure proximity to, uh, to this?
3: Well, all right. So first you, you measure the intensity of the light. (laughs) Get your your chart out. (laughs) Get a chart. It's all patented. Don't worry about it. All Uh right. So, (laughs) what? <laughs> what do you think? I told you this might not work. That's why oh, I, I love it. Pause, I love right? it. Already. Why yep. I did the pause. It's working. So what is a icky fish? I'm going to say the first result. What is an icky fish? All right. I'm going to go obvious. All right. I'm going to say the first result is an aquarium related article about mm-hmm. a fungal growth uh, on a fish.
1: Oh, see, I, w- I was leaning towards a bacterial Problem in a human though. I was thinking of a human disease called icky fish, or maybe humans, maybe from a fish.
3: Okay. All right. You want to type this in? Yeah. Yeah. All right. right, So I'm going to type it in Mm -hmm. as what is a icky?
1: Yeah, Jed Lush says it's a bourbon. (laughs)
3: That's good. Mm -hmm. Fish is an icky fish. I c k y, right?
1: I c k y.
3: All right. Here we go. I'm going to hit it. Hit it. Uh, All. Hold on. I'm going to hit it all. Oh. (laughs) That's weird. Why is this saying this? All right. So what is an icky fish? It said, do you mean what is a yucky fish? No. Is icky not a word on Google? Icky is a word. And then it's pronounced icky Jimmy. It says Uh icky Jimmy is a method of inserting a metal object into a fish's brain. Yes, Kill, I see that. Killing it instantly. Wow. Yeah. So an you icky know, jimmy.
1: We did a story on this tool years ago. <laughs> we did. Yes. Yeah,
3: you guys did, I think. Or <laughs> yeah, no. I, yeah, I don't know. It was you. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah. 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 Pit the fish. So the first result was a uh a, a fish lobotomy. So who was closest? <laughs>
1: so <laughs>
3: yours was what?
1: My uh, A bacterial infection in humans.
3: Oh, and then mine was a fungal infection. I don't know. Well, like, yours
1: was on a fish, so at least you're uh, closer in that yeah. sense.
3: And it, it kills the fish. I'm going to say I won.
1: I'm going to say you won, too, because why not? <laughs> why
3: not? So there you go. There's I don't know what the name of this game is, but um, I'm patenting it.
1: I, I like it. And now we can get the pace picked up a little bit. It would be yeah. in good shape. Well, uh, Mike tr- Steffen described that problem as Ichijima.
3: Oh, it, <laughs> that's a totally different thing that has to oh. do. You have to have spray and you got to air yourself out. and you, you, you don't want an itchijima. I don't because,
1: want itchijima, yeah. No, it's not good. Yeah, now the the uh, second uh, in Google search on there was, by the way, is from PetCoach.com and the causes and prevention, how to treat an itch in freshwater fish.
3: Yeah. So, yeah so and, I still, and, and I think that's, per, uh, that's pronounced ick. Ick. Ick.
1: Ick. Well, Ick I is, don't feel really so good.
3: <laughs> yeah, I understand. Well, it's a weird thing. Yeah. Um, Ick, though, is a super common illness that happens to fish. It's like this cotton stuff that forms all over a fish. It's terrible. Mm-hmm. Ick. Ick. Ick.
1: It's got the right name.
3: Yeah. Man, I thought for sure I had that. But no, this, this, this Icky Jimmy. Icky Jimmy. Icky Jimmy. I want one. I knew Icky Jimmy once.
1: She <laughs> was a high school friend. Yeah, he had a funny mustache; it was just barely growing in, and smelled yeah. funny.
3: Yeah, I- Icky Jimmy. You never went over to his house. I'm telling you, hmm. that was bad.
1: All right. Well, that's fish in the news. Thank you, Dave, for playing along. And so, kind of just kind of rolling back for people who haven't heard the podcast in a long time, Dave. Um, you want to give people some background who you are and your history? You want to do a quick uh, catch up?
3: Yeah, so early on, I mean, I've known Clay for, what, 40 years, right? If I do my math right. Mm-hmm. right <laughs> uh, huh. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. 40 years. And um, I, I knew he was always up for everything. We started off with this quest to catch and eat all the freshwater fish in New Hampshire. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that evolved into, hey, let's write a book. Yep, and failed. Failed. <laughs> and then we were like, well, book writing's hard. Real hard. So, uh, but talking's easy. Somewhat, <laughs> and uh, so then we're like, "Oh, let's do a podcast." And we went through the whole process of naming it, and trying it, and putting it together, and losing money, and and going to interesting places, and all this. And I did I it for <laughs> <laughs>
1: and
3: I did it for two years, I think.
1: I think a little longer than that, but yeah,
3: yeah, hundred and some episodes, maybe hundred. Yeah. Not not many when you compare the whole thing. And then I got a job, and my I lost my mojo on it. Mm-hmm. And uh, but you were like, nope, I'm keeping the mojo going, I'm keeping it going, keeping the faith.
1: Yeah, and I keep going. <laughs> I, <can't, laughs> I don't great. know how to
3: stop. <laughs> it's great, that is the secret. I'm convinced that's the secret to life is just keep doing Keep
1: Well, keep eventually, the, the Fish Nerds podcast will be the only
3: podcast left. <laughs> so. <laughs> You're that's hoping it goes cool. like eight eight track tape kind of thing. Like that's you're right. gonna be the only one left on the platform. It'd
1: be vintage. Yeah, I'll be streaming on things like you know what we're doing now, and I'll still be putting out this old podcast on iTunes. And people have to get like special adapters for their computers to play it. And
3: right, and they go, cool. well, you know, there's always the fish nerd. You can listen to that on that platform. So yeah. Well, anyway, it's it's totally awesome. You kept it going, and and you got your kids involved, and it's all it's just great.
1: It's fun. But anyway, you're welcome back anytime. We're always happy to see you. By the way, do you remember Jonathan Bergeron?
3: Walking around with headphones and gear with Clay Groves at Rocky Ham Park.
1: Uh, so back in the day,
3: Dave. <laughs> oh my God. Yes. I'm
1: gonna help you remember who this is. We were uh, we were walking around in the old days, we thought we had hit the <laughs> biggest show ever. We had like a hundred maybe a hundred listens a month, maybe. And we got the the Rockingham <laughs> Fishing Expo gave us this like front and center space to do. That live was big podcast. time.
3: That, that was big so time.
1: much fun. And that then we would we'd walk the hall and ask questions like, tell us the biggest <laughs> secret in fishing or something. I think that was the question. And we we came around the corner and this guy, Jonathan Bergeron, was there and he was doing 3D scanning rivers, looking for like boats and cars. Holy
3: cow, yes.
1: Yes. And so now he lives up in Berlin, and he owns a, a business called Bergie's Trading Post. Um, but that's who Jonathan Bergeron is, I believe. Jonathan, if I'm wrong, correct me. If I'm right, just you know, stay silent. Holy
3: <laughs> cow! I absolutely remember that conversation, like pulling cars out of rivers and things.
1: Yeah, kind of amazing. The 3D imagery, and this is like, you know, when the podcast first starts, like 40 years ago now. It, so. Yeah,
3: 42. Yeah, 44. And, and um that banner behind you i think was created for that show this
1: was well this was this banner behind us was uh like the third generation for that show the first year we had these like smaller (laughs) banners that we were super proud of (laughs) they were gross looking (laughs) we're like yeah we got these banners and stickers that don't stick to things and oh man
3: fearless fearless
1: yeah (laughs) <laughs> we got on you know we, we get on public radio and all this stuff and no one cared
3: <laughs> so John, jonathan confirmed yeah see oh, i know man who. that is awesome that is yeah. super super awesome well hope yes good to see you good to see
1: you <laughs> all right well that dave that's the news and that's what we're doing tonight
3: so awesome well thanks again i'll come i'll come back i'll keep looking for good news
1: whenever you find good news we can do this and plug it into the show and have some fun
3: yeah, sounds awesome. Thanks again. All right.
1: This episode of the Fish Nerds is brought to you by Alukai. At Alukai, we handcraft Hawaii-inspired footwear, finding inspiration in Hawaiian culture and craftsmanship. Fishing is at the heart of the Hawaiian culture today, just as it has been for centuries. Generations of fishermen and women expertly cast from rocky shorelines and sandy beaches. They spearfish, throw nets, fly fish, and navigate their boats beyond the reef and into deep blue waters in search of the next big catch. No matter how they do it, there's an attention to detail and respect for the ocean that guides their passions. At Alukai, they believe in the same attention to detail when crafting the highest quality shoes and sandals built for every type of marine environment. Alukai's water-friendly Nohia Moku slip-on shoe features razor sipping with non-marking rubber for extra grip on the deck dock or other rocks designed for easy on, easy off barefoot wear. Um, by the way, I have a pair of these as does my wife and they're great because I don't like untying shoes and the heels on these is meant to bend down when you slide your feet in so you don't wreck your heels. Putting them on, plus they're super comfortable and they look good too. Uh, And when it comes to sandals that perform, Alukai's new Uleli provides the comfort and durability of a sneaker for those long days on a boat or on the shore. And they float, too, which is also important. Uh, And I love these shoes, and I'm so happy to have Alukai as a sponsor. We hope they stick with us. Uh, Whether you're loading up on the boat or shoreline fishing from the rocks or scoping out the best place to set up on the beach, Alukai takes you further. Shop or find your local retailer at alukai.com. Slash fish O-L-U-K-A-I dot com slash fish
2: Sick fishing. Sick. Oh guys talking about what they're doing to get the fishing done in the pandemic. This is Crappie Hippie, your tree-hugging redneck from eastern Kansas. And tonight I am joined by the man with the plan the coolest guy north of the uh, Mason-Dixon line, Mr. Rich Collins.
0: Hey, hello, everybody. How's the pandemic treating you? I hope you're staying safe in quarantine and getting out fishing. Um,
2: Absolutely, absolutely. I think
0: John wanted me to talk a little bit about what it's like here in New Hampshire right now. Um, And then he's going to talk a little bit about what his fishing is. But uh, it's a pretty weird world out there. Oh, I see John's got some. Indeed,
2: indeed. It is a weird world. I um, Well, we're going to take turns, so I won't uh, elaborate on what Kansas has got going on. But uh, um, I not only want to talk about what, what the regs are saying or what the, the experts are saying, but I also want to talk about uh, things positive and negative that I see going on on the water. Um, so New Hampshire has not shut down the fishing.
0: Right, so we're in a stay-at-home order for um, anything non-essential, so I don't even know what that means, but basically don't go out unless it's for groceries, food, important things, uh, essential work, but the uh, governor made a very specific call out to say, enjoy your outdoor recreation, Um, enjoy the parks, even though they did close some of them, they closed the entire beach line which is a real bummer because we have a beautiful beach that people could definitely, uh, you know, social distance, but people were naughty, especially in Florida on beaches. They were hanging out. And so we have no beaches, but um, fishing is on the table. It's encouraged. They're still stocking. Uh, what they have done is they've not disclosed. Usually they put out a weekly report of where they stock. It's a week in arrears. So you can, um, you know, a week late find out where they stock. They've stopped doing that because they don't want people to all hit the same Hole at the same time. Um, however, New Hampshire people are well trained. They do the same thing every year. Pretty much anywhere there's a bridge or a piece of water that they can dump stuff off the truck, they do. So there's a little bit of uh, congestion, although I've found people to be quite respectful of the distancing. There's not been crowds, but there have been people, you know, 10 feet apart and 10, 20 of them at certain holes. So, um, but I see it's very respectful so far, even the stockfish. So I'm kind of psyched about that. So that enables me to be able to go out and fish kind of wherever I want. Um, and I have three nephews living with me at the moment and we've been going out hunting smaller for a well, hunting any fish, but we've been going out quite a bit and have had no issues um, really whatsoever. A few people got close to us. And we just left, you know, no big deal.
2: Yeah. Well, that's, you know, just move on. I've, I've been really lucky. Uh, we're kind of in the same boat, um, same, you know, non-essential, all that. Uh, and our governor and, and the state has, is encouraging people to get out, maintain distance, uh, but get out there. Um, I've been out. I, uh, white bass and, and morel mushrooms happen at the same time around here. So I'm hiking up and down these creeks to trying to find my white bass. I run across a morale hunter here and there um it was interesting because i popped out of the woods right as a morel was coming down the, the trail and we were a little closer than we wanted to be but it was funny because he waited till he got past me by about three or four feet before he said um catching anything so he didn't he didn't just you know jump out and just you know and it was cool and i knew he was going to cross the creek so i i waited and let him do his cross and then i then i crossed um but yeah it, it's been good um what we are seeing, though, is if um, I belong to a lot of Facebook groups and what I've been <laughs> reading is like, don't tell people. you're just like you we were saying, don't tell people where the hot fishing is or don't tell people that, you know, this lake is pretty or whatever, because they've had to close a few of the state lakes because if people complain or a warden drives by or a sheriff drives by and sees that people are being naughty then they will naughty. just they're, they're, they're naughty they, they they will just you know they're going to use dad law they're going to say okay if you can't do it you don't get to do it at all okay ah, dad you know, law. You know, yeah you know no. you can't if you can't play right if you can't play safe we're just not gonna let anybody come into the lake and so a lot of fishermen are bummed out when that happens because the 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 uh you know beer and beer and chatter crowd shows up and, and starts having their little get together and, and uh as it, as the more it flows the closer people get so it you know but which is kind of a shut the door after the horse has already run off sort of thing but yeah then again it's better i think to let people um at least you know give people credit because i've seen it i've seen it working out i haven't seen huh. it out.
0: well i'm having two issues in particular one is when i see trash and i pick it up i'm like i probably just picked up a giant bud light can of covid So then I have to go sterilize my hands and then when I throw it away and they go like, it's, it's, it's onerous trying to figure out what to do with the trash, like the fresh trash, really bugs me. Um, And then I, of course there was like a tire and I'm like, what am I going to do with this? I can't, I can't do anything with it. I just leave it. But that's been an issue, but not a really big one. But the big issue hit for me has been with boats. Um, A lot of guys here have drift boats or, you know, skiffs. I have both, um, Buddy called me up, said, "Let's go float the, let's go float to Saco," and I'm like, "All right, I'll be there tomorrow morning, first thing." So I woke up at like five or six a.m. and I told my wife, "I'm going fishing. It's going to be great. See you later." And she's like, "Oh, really? Where are you going?" I'm like, "We're going to float to Saco." And she looked at me and she's like, "Is that social distancing?" And I'm uh yeah because he's six feet away in the drift boat and she's like do you know germs can flow through the air and i'm like uh yeah so we talked about it and we talked about it and finally came to the conclusion that it just wasn't wise to be in a boat with a stranger plus we'd have to spot a car and drive back and forth somehow so unfortunately that's a real bummer is the floats in the boats with non-family members is not going to happen i don't think for a while
2: no and i've, I've- I've had to cut off. I, at first I was, uh, you know, I had to borrow mold to do a customer order and I met a friend and, and, you know, at the fly shop, um, we just like to go in there and say hi and see how those guys are doing At KK fly fishers in Overland park, Kansas. And, um, I don't know. Then I just, we just got to where, you know, you just don't know, you know, who, who they're out talking to what they're doing and we can be distant and everybody in the store was cool. And of course I bought some stuff because I want to show support and, and you never have enough fly tying stuff or jig tying. (laughs) Okay. And, uh, you know, Brad took the money, gave me my change and then straight off to the bathroom, wash his hands. You know, I laid the money on the counter, you know, he laid the change on the counter. I walked up, took the change. I mean, we did everything right, but it's still, it's still just not, it doesn't make sense, but the the risk and reward factor kind of stands on its head. Like when Kim and I want to go fishing, we both just drive to the fishing hole. And just stay the hell away from each other and holler back and forth. And that's just what we're going to do. Right. But right. That, that can't get in a boat with anybody. No, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't.
0: Wouldn't, wouldn't do that. Do. So now we have it. We have it pretty bad here. It's not as bad. Massachusetts, just south. I'm only like 20 minutes from the border is is really bad. Um, New York is really bad. We've got cases, but they're under control. We don't have the chaos, but that's because we've done some. Our governor was pretty good at stopping it early without waiting for federal direction, which was... Um, good. It was. I was glad to see. But you don't have like people around you that you know with it, right? Or do you? Is it that? Is it exploded there yet? Or is it kind of like?
2: No, there's very few hot spots, and um, like what is it, five, six? There's not very many in Kansas, and three of them are centered around churches where people went to church. I oh, went to church. Church or choir practice or what have you, and and ignited it in a small town here and there. Casey uh, K, of course, has his one or two. Uh, it's the one urban environment we have, but uh, we're holding it pretty good. I mean, I wouldn't know. Um, I know my neighbor owns a tire shop, so he's in essential services. So he's in there working every day, handling customers, touching the touch screens, touching the tires, you know, dealing yeah. with people. And he's he's a regular guy. He's, you know, he'd, he'll wear a mask if it means keeping metal shavings out of his he knows, but <laughs> I don't see him wearing one when he's up at the, you know, up when I drive by. So I, you know, it's another thing, Rich. It's like what really has people because of the lack of testing and the lack of knowledge is like what, who do I know? What do I know?
0: Right, right. Everyone looks suspicious, even though they're your friends. It's really odd. It's not not good.
2: Well, and then you get worried. You know, now you I'm all worried because uh, Les had a little bit of a respiratory thing back in December. And, you know, he's, he's hard as nails and it knocked him off his feet, but he, he got back, you know, back on. But then now there's this rumor going around that, oh, if you had a respiratory freak, even back in December, you may have had coronavirus. I'm just like, oh, you know, and his tire shop is popular. I mean, he, he's still running customers out because there's still plenty of people that got to get to work or do whatever. Right, right, And they need their tires when they get wore out and popped and stuff. And so, huh. you know, I worry about him. I worry about everybody.
0: Yeah, yeah. So um, so I think I know of, I'm friends with at least two, I know of three Whoa. families or family units or people that have it and got sick, not deadly sick, but a couple hospital sicks. Um, one of them still isn't better. So it's, re- it's real here. I, I, and I, I don't know how, I see people not obeying things and I'm like, it is real and we do need to respect it. So I'm glad to hear, even though you're not seeing it everywhere, people are still aware of it. It's awesome. Yeah.
2: I mean, it's not, um, I mean, Kansas may be a conservative state, but people aren't stupid and there's plenty of room here to spread out. I mean, we have less than 3 million people here. So we're, um,
0: yeah, you know. I think it's a population thing. You know, it's, it doesn't <laughs> discriminate wherever people are too close to each other. It's a problem, which yep. does make me wonder about fishing like in more urban areas or ponds in Boston. They, they stock ponds there. They have to be crammed with people. Um, which is not good.
2: Well, I mean, they could still run it, but they've got to start doing like the stores and only letting, you know, this, this pond has so much space around the edge. That means it's six foot, feet a person and we can going to have 30 people come in at a time.
0: At a time, yeah. It's like the grocery store. I I couldn't go to a grocery store because I can't go to them when they're normal because they make my brain hurt. <laughs> all the all the processes and chaos, and I guess they have lines. You have to go in one in one way, go through all the aisles in like a zigzag, and come out the other side at the register. So there's all these rules, and my wife's like, "You can't go to the grocery store because you won't obey the rules." Because I don't even see the rules. Um, but I wonder if they'll have to start doing that, putting like little boxes where you can fish and where you can at some of the state lakes or something like that. I hope not. We are, we're the live free or die state. You're supposed to be able to take care of yourself, but I don't know that that always applies to people. (laughs) Well, and I don't think,
2: I don't think it applies, you know, is an invitation to throw away your common sense. No, I'm lucky. I've lived here where I'm at for 30 years. I know, you know, some ponds I can go. I know a lot of places that for what I want to do, it's fine and there's there's you know but yeah i i'm missing out on spring bass and um usually this buddy of mine tom we he manages a private lake for this lady and he does a great job at it it's it's insane fishing man and he's a organic produce farmer so he has little gaps between crops where he will call me and we'll run over there and slay and and have a good time but you know we can't it's a big big lake and you can't do it without the boat so we're we're being good boys. And we're, you know, letting that one go, but I'm not without, I may not be without the prime fishing or the fishing that I really want to do. On the other hand, I'm not, you know, I think it's spoiled, frankly, to whine about it. <laughs>
0: exactly. You know, know. when you, you know, oh,
2: I can't, you know, do everything I wanted to do before. Well, that's <laughs> the whole idea, folks.
0: That's how you know you you are into fishing. Cause I it was like the end of the world when I heard I couldn't ride on a boat with someone. I was like, oh, and then oh, I also ran into a guy um on Lake Winnipesaukee who trolls all the time. And he's like, Come on my boat tomorrow. I go every day. And I'm like, oh. and he's like, I'll teach you everything I know about trolling. I'm, you know, I'm older, I'm disabled, I'm a veteran. I'll teach you everything. And you can learn, you know, from an expert. I do this every day. And I'm like, oh. So I have an opportunity to learn, which really got me fired up. So it was the end of the world for me to not be able to go on a boat for, you know, two days, which is so spoiled. It's like I can still go fishing. I can still hey, do you're
2: allowed fishing. to be disappointed. I'm not saying spoiled is when you go anyway. Or spoiled is when you write the, you know, the crackpot letter and say, you know, I can be allowed <laughs> to go. I'm special. Keep um, government
0: out of my fishing. Right. Keep your rules to yourself.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, in that situation, I'd be afraid of giving it to the gentleman. If he's already having a disability and he's elderly, it's like, you know, I could be one of those people. What, oh, one what of those lucky people who can just carry it around with no symptoms, you know.
0: Correct. If, so, like, yeah.
2: That's a lucky person. You know, I, I, I think. It, um, but speaking of, um, you know, consequences and so forth, what did you think of the last show? uh, Clay's doctor impression and what that came <laughs>
0: from. <laughs> I heard a doctor in a very funny voice. I didn't know if I trust yeah. him. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I didn't quite agree that you can't go fishing or you should stay home. I also don't personally agree that, um, you know, they say, don't hike, don't do anything far away. Don't do anything at all dangerous because the hospitals will be overwhelmed, but ours aren't really overwhelmed. Um, You know, if they were, it might be different. There's certainly COVID cases coming, but the the doctors and nurses here aren't working 24-7, although they're certainly strained. Um, So I don't think staying home does any more good because you're just going to go out and mow the lawn or you're just going to hurt yourself doing something dumb at home. So I think you should be able to go out and do, particularly hiking, fishing, just do it smart. That's what I, I mean. It's an opinion. So the doc was a little more if I remember correctly, a little more stringent about just stay home. It's the best thing you can do. And yeah, I mean, I respect that. I just don't think staying home is good. It's just gonna make you crazy. if you're. Yeah. It.
2: That's yeah. what I was going to say. You know, I know his conclusions are heavily data driven and, you know, but I think I can drive from here down to four miles down to, uh, to the one Creek It's like five minutes to the other Creek. I think I can do that without getting in a wreck. You know what I'm saying? Right. And they, and, they say and I, you're,
0: your wrecks are always close to home, so it's really.
2: <laughs> yeah, so the whole distance thing, and your car might break down, then you're needing emergency services. It's like, yeah, or am I might get a shark, you know, a sharknado, or am I might, you know. It, but I'm telling you, when you're sitting at home and you've thought about murder more times in a week <laughs> and perhaps in years and years, um, and we're talking about strain on emergency services, okay? Yeah. You know, it starts with the cat and then just escalates. Um, those people need to get out. Uh, they, you know, <laughs> need they need out. to get out and stretch their legs. Every recycler yeah. I go by is completely full of booze bottles, uh, <laughs> beer cans, um, the, the 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 instant pizza boxes are cr- you know sticking out of the trash can <laughs> along with the the whatever and. You know, people are, are doing anxiety behaviors and anxiety relief behaviors. Right. And, you know, if you're stuffing your face with an entire DiGiorno's, um oh that pizza looked good the other day, by the way. Um
0: <laughs> my wife it, stuffed crust or it wasn't stuffed Chicago style. It
2: was I was hungry, it was no fair. But you know, you so you know, I know you share, but say you ate a whole one of those and then choked to death or had a heart attack. Once again, we're 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 doing anxiety cures that carry the danger yeah being obsessed with your lawnmower and taping mm-hmm. down the um, the uh, kill switch so you can start it and let it warm up <laughs> on <that laughs> working
0: device. on your roof exactly. <laughs> right, right
2: right right putting in the picket fence i mean anything you could you could end up having an accident so uh if we don't let everybody's pressure valve anxiety yeah. reliever carries a consequence or a potential consequence i don't know what doctor expects us to do but just sit there with our hands neatly folded um and um i um yeah no so i, I <laughs> well you know, i have I uh, half my fish and i can just walk to and he had good. a problem with that well i i would feel you know i would feel best about that um it's like yeah dude you know if I don't get out of this house, it's just going to be
0: Yeah. Well, they say as soon as this um, ends or even before, divorce rates are going to go up. Therapists are going to see more. like people are going to go nuts and they are going to start losing their mind because they can't get out and do whatever it is
2: they do. Get their haircut, guy. whatever you want to do, shop. Well, um, that's why, you know, declaring this essential and that essential, I don't know. I'm pretty open-minded. And I know that, you know, self-care is, is a very essential thing for some people, um, the way that, you know, you look, is, you know, affects the way you feel. And, and so to say, oh, you can't go buy new clothes or you can't go buy a uh, lipstick or you can't go buy you know, um, this or that, I, you know, um, uh, like the flowers and the gardening and all this, you know, we, yeah, you need your outlets. <laughs> you need outlets because it's so it's the uncertainty. I mean, we can't, yeah. we can't buckle down like in a war, uh, where we know, Hey, this is the enemy. This is what they're doing. This is what we're doing. We're like, we don't know, you know, we're, it's sci fi. We don't know who has it. We don't, you know, da, 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 yeah. we don't have any leadership. We don't know what to do. And, you know, the people are starting to take over in- independently and it's starting to gel. Uh, but, uh, and I think actually that we're actually doing an amazing job as a nation considering, but don't take our fishing away, man. You can't do it. Can't, <laughs> you know, I'm not going to have it. You know, like I, I keep telling people, if it comes to that, you know, I just have a pulse down my leg and I'm just walking the work officer and take a shortcut right across this field here. And, yeah. You know, I found it <laughs> laying on the bank and picked it up to look at it. Sorry. <laughs>
0: uh, I pay myself. This is my job. <laughs> yeah, that's
2: right. I am a tackle developer. I need to test my lures. It's essential for me to be out here. You know what? I'm definitely going to keep that angle at hand if it ever comes to that extreme. I'm, I think there's going to be a lot of tackle designers all of a sudden emerge and. Yeah. Need to get out and get out and test, You know, I mean, you could you know, I won the I won the Iron Fly competition. I'm training for next year. I got to get out. I, I can get out. Get
0: out. Oh, that's funny, Vinny. Vinny's been doing all kinds of learning fly tying, and I brought my kit and I, I got it all in the basement, and I just haven't brought myself to indoor fly tie yet. It's just I don't know. I never really liked it because it's tedious, but I've been going out instead, fishing and not catching anything. It's a little more Start refreshing.
2: Start basic. That's, yeah. You know, people that say, "Oh, I want you to tie a number fourteen cat as what's a what's," you know, it's like, "No, no, 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 no. Tie me up, you know, a one aught streamer, okay? Just
0: yeah, streamer. Don't worry about what you'll ever use
2: it for. Pretend you're going to use it for smallmouth, you know, <laughs> and do <laughs> which do I would easy and big, and I then you know, work down from there. And that's just it. I, I, um, after I borrowed the uh, mold from my old junior high guy I've fished with off and on all my life, uh, we call him the professor. Because uh, the guy's just outdoor lunatic, everything. He can tie flies. He can do, you know. He's person that's caught all the fish on every kind of fishing equipment. Is going back around catching everything on a fly rod. Story, story, stories. This, 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 that, that. that. Uh, I was gonna get with him and start doing some fly tying segments for YouTube. But you know, then I'm like, you know, we can't, we can't be in, <laughs> we can't even be in a studio. We won't, we won't stay apart. We can't even stay in frame together yeah it's, it's hard to work. zoom
0: fish fish via zoom, zoom I, I just can't well we just
2: it. can't we can't i mean he's he's fascinating and and uh, kind of hard for our schedules to mesh but all of a sudden it's like oh he's lost business he's a landscaper and you know same story non-essential so he's he's stuck you know i do what i do so we have time on our hands but we can't get together and that, that's maddening that's just maddening you're just like you know because adulting makes things incredibly hard to pull off you know, gets
0: <laughs> it is kind of like being an adult. Like <laughs> I know that because I'm taking kids with me and the risks. I'm like, we can't take that risk. Like normally, I'd balance on a log to get across a river, and right. I'm like I can't show them that. That's not an adult thing. So this is kind of like a giant grown-up adulting quiz. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you cram all your friends in a party boat and go see Clay on his uh, pontoon boat, or do you stay on the river alone with your fly rod and? Listen to a podcast on your phone, you know? It's like yeah, what's the I mean, adult thing to do.
2: Yeah. Oh, I and you know, Clay, I, I just the boat's twenty four feet long. <laughs> you can make you can draw a line on the deck, but it's just like, no, it's just insane. My money has to change hands, contact has to be made. Just, yeah, and they, and he, he sneezed like crazy.
0: Yeah, he's got one one gimpy lung left. So yeah, and you touch things. I mean, you're going to touch the steering wheel. He's going to be like, "Hey, put that in gear for me." Whatever it, it is, tough.
2: Oh well, guide you There's we all know you. You know, teaching. I don't care if you're a guide or not. When you teach somebody to fish, you always end up shoulder to shoulder. Yeah, and that's and Clay. Clay's got to kiss quiet, every fish. Yeah,
0: he's always kissing fish and kissing clients. And <laughs>
2: it never ends. It'll be so. the first COVID fish, you know. We got the COVID tiger <laughs> and now. We got you know COVID, COVID fish swimming COVID around. Bears. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um. um anyway, and, I, and I'm looking up and down the Midwest, and it's largely the same. Um. I mean, I, which one of the Dakotas hasn't even declared uh Anyway, there's there's even states through the Midwest and the Near West that haven't even declared the you know stay in stuff. Um. I think it's South Dakota, because, um, but um. all right. We kind of veered off into Sun pandemic at that point. Um, I might put that on the show at a later date if I can find the time. But right now, let's just let Rich take us out of here with some words of wisdom. All right, bro. Well, well all right. Well, you glad to hear. Anything hear say s- about COVID or anything else you want to add? No, just
0: um, I don't know what's going to happen, but we can fish as long as we can fish. I'll stay sane. As long as we can learn about fishing, I'll stay half sane, but, um, you know, go out, be safe, and do to be smart. Do the right thing, and I think we'll be okay.
2: Well, I agree, and I've already canceled my trip. I was going to try and see y'all in May. Not going to happen, Rich. Not going to happen.
0: And no. I don't even go up and see up in Clay and Vinny's neck of the woods because, they're like, stay out of our town. Not those two guys. but There's like a movement there on the BBC, like, stay away. It's our town. And it's like, whoa. So I'm staying. I busy. thought if you brought toilet
2: paper, you could go up
0: there. <laughs> well, maybe. All maybe. right. Maybe <laughs> I don't have kind of like, <laughs> well, kind of like
2: the Pepsis are the people escaping the Kuwaiti desert there. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah. So, anyway, yeah. Well, listen. Sorry I got to see you in person. It was great to see you on the Zoom boom. Um, we'll be talking to you later. All righty. This has been Crappy Hippie. And our fly fishing correspondent, Rich Collins, saying tight lines and valentines. Peace out. Bye.
1: (laughs) So that's it. You've listened to a bunch of fish nerds when you should have been fishing safely apart without touching each other on the same boat uh big fat thanks to uh our families for tolerating us while we do all this nerdy stuff special thanks to rich collins from thirst productions big thank you to the crappy hippie for all he does for this show he does a ton for this show thanks to dave callum uh thank you to Alukai for sponsoring this program Uh, and until next time follow the code of the fish nerd spawn early spawn often Never trust a free lunch with strings attached and swim against the current. Every chance you get. Fish nerds out.
0: Whether you're fly fishing in a stream, getting those ankles wet, or deep in the ocean casting nets. Fish nerds. Fish nerds. Fish nerds. It's a podcast. Just for the halibut. Fried in a basket or broiled in a pan. Eat it raw like you're in Siam. Fish nerds. Fish nerds. Fish nerds. It's a podcast.